Blog Talk Radio. here today, excited to be on the show. What a show last week. What a show last week. And I just can't believe it. So without further ado, because, you know, we've missed Jay, and he's on right now, so we've just got to bring him right on in. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, I'm doing okay out here, Gail. It's um, great. It's in San Francisco, and we're having a wonderful time out here with this. I hate to say, I know you guys, I feel sorry for you the East Coast, but we are having a wonderful weather week this week. It's like spring. Nice. You know what, so Jay, I'm going to fly you out. Then, Jay, you said that before, and don't worry. I'll get my time with you, okay? I will totally get my time with you, okay? Oh, okay. Because it's really unfair. It's snowing again today, everyone, in New York. And so if you're on the West Coast, don't talk to us right now, Okay. I love okay. snow, Jay, but I am so tired of it. I, I have to tell you, I am so tired of it. So tired of it. Well, I know. We wish we wish we could take half of that burden over here because we we don't get to see snow. We love it when we love it, but you guys have had much too much snow this this year. I well, you know, so, Jay, I so think they, I they said they said that we are actually missing the you know that the ice age really has been. Um, we've been behind in the Ice Age, you know, and with we should have actually had the Ice Age, and I think because of global warming, climate change, you know what I mean, Jay? I think that's where the issue is coming in, that it's disproportionately coming in one area, you know, and not the other, you know? And um, so right. we're going to have uh, one of our students on today, uh, Jay from Listen, Given, Savoy, which is Janique Brown. She's going to share with us mm-hmm. what it's like being a student and, you know, going for college applications. Jay, you've been through that project with Mahal. So, yeah. you know, we're going to learn what it's like for students of today. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about actually listening to Give to and Savoy and, you know, what we're up to. You know what I mean? So, right, right, right. So, our, uh, you, know, we want to, you know, we're going to go into the news today, folks, but, you know, so often everyone – Jay and I bring on other guests, and we never really tell you what Listen Give is about and what Savoy is about. And so, you know, Jay and I are going to give you a little bit of an insight today, you know, um, before we bring our student on, as to really a little bit about what we are doing. You know, Jay and I are, you know, we have our own respective businesses, and we also are partners, and we work very closely together in so many different areas from music to nonprofit to business development and everything. Um, you know, we consult with each other uh, for companies and things like that. And, you know, we don't share that. We are very much, you know, uh, I guess, what are we, Jay? We're, we're, we're always making sure that everyone else pushed in front, that we're from, our, from those same people that we push in front, they're now kind of kicking us a little bit and saying, when are you going to let folks know what you guys do? You know, 
So, Dr. Yeah. Jay and I are going to let you know a little bit today of, you know, the insight into us, you know, and what we do um, because, you know, I guess people want to know. We think it's important, too, but we feel like, you know, we've been very blessed. Wouldn't you say that, Jay? I would, I would so. I would say we've been very blessed and fortunate. Very fortunate. So, you know, um, we'll start out a little bit. You know, Jay, let's share with them a little bit about what we do in the music industry and have done. You know, we don't want to go too far back, Jay. <laughs> we want to just talk about what we're doing today because, you know, we're actually 18. So um, we're going to talk about what the 18-year-old selves do today. How's that for you, Jay? That's wonderful. We'll, we'll, keep, yes. it, we'll keep it in that era. <laughs> yes, in the era of 18. Now, Jay, if you're going to talk about era, that's really for you because, as you know, I am only 18. <laughs> okay. So I, I just, you know, as 18, you know, um, you know, there's things that I don't know, of course. You know what I mean? Right. So, you, well, know, you, know, just, know. you know, just putting that out there, sir, there's things that I just don't know at 18 years old. So <laughs> let, let's start. From, is, that, is that okay with you, sir? So, um, you know, Jay and I, um, you know, we kind of met in a funny way, didn't we, Jay? Yes, we did. <laughs> We met at one of our conferences, you know, um, actually in France, wasn't it? Yep, it was in France. That's yeah, it was It was an amazing. I mean, we both go to a conference in uh, Europe and, uh, you know, practically every year, and we knew that we wanted to, you know, somehow do business together, and we've done that. But a little bit of what Jay and I do is we, we work in the music business to help launch other artists in different ways, you know. And so I'm from the business side and the creative side. We help uh, a lot of artists in the studio. I'm not going to go into name dropping, but I've helped some major artists in the studio with their voices and so forth also in taking their careers to the top of where they are now. We have some A-listers that we've worked with, you know, from artists in development, production, and so forth. And, you know, it's been it's been a blast. It's been a blast. We Jay and I understand the music industry from the, the nuts and bolts of the way it works on the business side all the way to, like, the way streaming works, the way technology works with the, the industry, you know, Jay and I have pioneered some things from technology side all the way to production. More on Jay's side, he can tell you about that. But, you know, I'm the person that comes up with the creative ideas of where the artist is going to go, what their life is going to look like, what they're planning, their financial planning from management to artisan development to booking to, you know, what an artist needs to actually effectively have their career be launched you know, um, endorsement deals, things like that, what you really need to understand in this industry and to really understand what you need to keep your music going and on top, whether it's touring, whether, you know, it's, you know, because even right now, Jay, am I right? Kanye West and Paul McCartney and Rihanna, they've done a song, and both them and Common and um, John Legend and um, the gentleman that won... um, the best album and artist this year at the Grammy. It's a shame I should know Sam. Yeah. Sam? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. no, not Sam Smith, the other gentleman. 
the other gentleman that there was a big thing between him and Beyonce. The name is right at the tip of my tongue. I listen to his music all the time. That's what happens when you get young. You forget. Um, but, no, with, with all of that aside, uh, some things have changed in this industry drastically and some things have not. And Jay and I understand that from the nucleus of what it is to all the way to the new things that are coming out that we haven't even shared with you guys. So that's what we do for a living. And we also understand what it is to deal with other brands and businesses in addition to that or corporate 500 companies, nonprofits. We just, you know, that's why we say that we're fortunate because we have such that varied background uh, that we can enter, you know, interface, interface with any of that. And not just interface, but we can actually be hands-on. Um, I've also got some background in the television area, um, advertising and media, uh, of course, uh, my financial days, you know, like with the Goldman Sachs days and Smith Barney. So Jay has that background. too. So we, we just, we understand just so much. And sometimes it's hard for us to understand why we know so much. But it's not just the knowing. It's that, you know, we've been grateful and blessed to have the hands-on as well. So, you know, Jay, do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Because, you know, everyone wants to know. And we're like, you know, there's so much we could not fill up in this show. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I started off as a Mario soul. <laughs> and you just happen to, like, work real hard at your craft like you do, Gail, you know, and you really, really don't ever forget what you dream. You live your dream. You live the moment because that's what, in this business, to get an artist, uh, hope. It's not so much. They don't have to be the best thing since sliced bread, but they do have to be consistent. And they have to be on time because time is everything. Timing is everything, Gail. And, you know, um, sure, you can take a million dollars behind the artist, but you can't make anybody successful. You can't no, make you can. You can. You can. Yeah, you can. Oh, oh, man, you can't. And the whole thing is, Jay, just like you said, you can put a million dollars behind an artist. But if they're not working hard, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> You know, it really doesn't matter. It, it, it's, the, the, it's, it's such an important thing that artists do not realize that it's so important that they have, and I do mean have to, do what's necessary to stay up and current. And most oftentimes they don't. Right. And the other, the other important thing, too, if you're going to be an artist, you have to know when and when not. And my my thing is everybody has something to offer to the industry, but is the industry willing to accept what you have to offer at the time where you're ready? See, oh, that's why a lot of true. artists get frustrated. They get very frustrated, you know. Um, why, you know, why does this guy make it, and why doesn't this person be successful? Well, you got to look at the environment, and you have to look at the infrastructure of the music industry at the time you're trying to do it. If even in anything you do, you know. Um, that's why you always need a strong education just in case a backup source. You need, you know, that, the musicians don't feel like, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to give it all I got, and I'm going to take a chance. But just in case, getting educated, you know, stay in school, young people, make sure you have something else you do besides. Yeah, you have to have, exactly. 
Right. You, you have to have wow. something to fall back on, Jay. You really do. Because the whole thing is that the, in, the music industry is a very hard uh, industry in some ways. I actually believe that you can foster your career if you know what you're doing, if you take the, you know, if you bother to learn. You know, let's look at an artist. She's older, but she does exceptionally well, and that is Lisa Fisher. Ah, she's coming here to San Francisco. I meant to tell you, I will be going to see her perform next month. Okay, you know what? (laughs) That is not right, and you didn't say anything to me. Uh, Okay, and and now I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her just because, just because you didn't say anything. But Lisa Fisher is one of the major artists who was in a movie called 20 Feet to Stardom. We talked about backup artists and the fact that many, many backup artists um, are literally 20 feet from stardom because, quite frankly, many of them sound better than the, the artists that are in the front, okay? You know, and and the artistry, the artistry is so important. And she prefers to be in the background. And this is a woman who sings, who, who I believe has sung with Pavarotti. She is a soprano. She's a Jesse Norman She's a Pavarotti. She can sing on any level, and that's why she's sought all over the world. She sings with Sting, Mick Jagger, everyone. You know, so that's someone who makes millions. Well, we won't even assume that, but she makes, she does very well. And look how well she does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes to show you, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Jay? A backup singer who well, sings that well. I mean, you can tell that she's she's just a, a professional, and she's been around such great in, uh, talent to where she knows all the chops. She's like, she's most she's called most in the industry. She's sung on pretty much everything. And um, I was talking to a great scholar about these type of artists where they don't just fall on their acting or their the musicianship or the vocals, they have, they're educated. They, they, and, Jill, you always push that, the education of music. It's one thing to just be talented, but you have to be a triple threat, you know. You have to be, you know, talented, smart, and educated, you know, all in one, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to separate you from the crop because there's a lot of people that, you know, can sing just as good as you or me, Lisa Fisher, but they are not in the position where Lisa Fisher is. And there's reasons why, and that's the thing that me and you help artists with. You know, there's reasons why you're not where you want to be. You know, there's reasons why. Um, you, yeah, you sound good. You're talented. You sound great. You write good songs. You you got good music. What's missing from that? Well, exactly. You know, one of the things, <laughs> it, it, it's, oh, my God, you and I could talk about this forever. And one of the issues, like, you know, some time ago, this is some years ago, some people have heard of Gladys Knight and Tiff, some haven't. I worked with uh, her daughter, Kenya Love. I don't, I believe it's Kenya Love now. And um, I worked with her daughter. I also worked around working with her, you know, in different, Gladys Knight at the time, she was married to Wes Brown in different capacities. I was very young. And then I also managed a young lady by the name of Serena Henry, who now backs up um, Smokey Robinson. Serena's very young, very young, and she started in this business at 11 years old. 
um, the student that's coming on next has the opportunity to meet her. She's a senior. She wants to go to Cornell or Yale or one of those schools. But the point is that her mother and father, you know, her mom is a doctor, a student coming on soon, and her mother, I want you to do well, and the connotation she has about her daughter going to music is that she'll starve, okay? So a lot of parents say, well, you can do that on the side or have that as a side major, but and that's unfortunate that our music industry, the way it's set up, is that the artist who right. is responsible for the entire industry being where it is and the producers like yourself, you know, and writers like myself, they, they, they don't, they're not getting what they need, okay? They're looked, the business on top, the music industry business is what reaps a lot to a lot of parents are left with. I don't want my children to go through that. You know what I mean, Jay? And it's, it's very difficult for them because they don't want their children to go through that, and I can understand that. Now, whereas this, you know, some people who have fathers, you know, like in this case, the mother and father, they're very open to supporting their daughter going into music, whether it's Juilliard or NYU or whatever. They also have a concern. They don't want their, you know, they don't want their children to struggle. And you can understand that. And that is because that the industry has created that is very difficult for artists to maintain themselves. They've got to uh, play their music, even ones who are classically trained. They've got to play in these, you know, these dive bars, or they've got to tour incessantly. Look at Beyonce, Jay. Look at Beyonce. She is consummate artist, okay? And she she works hard. She works hard. We can people can say whatever they want about her, but she's a very very hardworking artist, and she's sell. a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. She's what. She sells because she's a perfectionist. You know, and let's get into that part, Jay. Not only is she a perfectionist, she's constantly reinventing herself to keep herself new. I, I mean, I can't, when you talk about work ethic, I got, I got a chance to take a group you guys might have heard of, it was called In Vogue, to boot, music boot camp. That's when they first, it was like the first innocent, I got, I was blessed to be able to work with the first innocent group of involved those girls, and they were willing, they were just so hungry back then. You know, they, you know, they didn't know they were going to make it, Gail, they, they, but they were willing to work as a team. I mean, those girls, if I can ever say some good things about some people, those girls back then, I know they broke up now, but when I got them and I was, I was working with the two producers, Tommy and Denzel, and they, they trusted me with this group, they worked hard. I would put them through Seth Rig exercises. I, I would put them through all kinds of exercises, vocal exercises, they worked. And when I got them, they were already pretty good anyway, but they were willing to do what it takes. And that's why they were successful because they worked. You, I mean, when you work hard like Beyonce and these groups like, that are out there, you're going to make it. But you've got to be willing to put 12 hours in a day. You're going to have to be willing to really rehearse, not just jump up there and say, oh, look at me, I'm naturally talented, why I can't get that. You have to work. And it's a lot of groups, young guys and young girls coming up, some of these young teenagers and artists wondering why. They're just you know, settling for the technology. Technology is here to aid. But don't use the technology. Be a great person and artist. Develop your skills. Develop your education. Go for it, you know. Those older musicians, John, John Coltrane and all these old musicians, they went to school. They had classical training. They actually went to a, a, a university or they went to Juilliard School of Music, or, they, you know, they actually got educated, and that is the key. Musician, 
being a musician is an art form, and if you can make money at it, even being a being an actor, anything that's creative, a painter, all these different type of things you could do as a young person coming up, make sure that you work hard at it, and at the same time, get your degree, get you something else. Well, you know, I, I definitely exactly, and you know, with that said, Jay, you stopped at the right point because we have online waiting our students. So we're going to bring on Janique Brown. She is Yay. the yeah. She is our student ambassador for Savoy and also um, Listen Give, uh, and she has represented Listen Give and Savoy with regard to the UN with the Chibok Girls with his, uh, with Hadiza Bala Usman and a, a public service announcement this year, along with the other two ambassadors with Alicia Keys. And she's also done a couple of other things, and we're really excited to have her. She's going to talk about what it's like to be a student these days, what it's like to go through looking for college, what it's like, pressure that we put in. So, Jay, we're going to just ask her questions so that we really get it through the students' eyes and not what we think. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Janique. Hello, Janique Brown. How are you today? Great, thanks. How are you? We're absolutely fine, Janique. We'd love for you to meet our co-host here, Mr. Jay Logan, and I'm Gail Davis-Carter, and thank you for being on our show today. Oh, no, thank you. It's very nice to meet you. Hi, nice thank to you. meet you, too. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> so, you know, Janique, we were just talking about the music industry and, you know, the fact that many parents, such like yours and many other parents, get very concerned when they hear that their children want to go into music, you know, because the music industry, mm-hmm. industry has given such a bad connotation there that children will starve, you know. And mm-hmm. one of the things that Jay and I are very much behind is you must have your education. You must have your college education, even if while in college you are actually, you know, pursuing it and it happens or you go to school for music. Make sure that there is something there. But before we even get into that, Janique, Jay and I, you know, you're our ambassador for Listen, Given Savoy, and, you know, we want people to know what it's been like for you being that. We also want people to know what it's been like for you to be on your trip here to New York, just touring the music theaters and things like that, what it's like for peer pressure, all of these things that, you know, we as adults think we understand about students, you know, or how we push or don't push or, you know, just like you're going to give us like kind of a, nav- a short navigation while we have you. Um, on the line for a few minutes, what it's like for you. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to start, Jay, with her, if that's okay with you. You know, you're a senior in school right uh, right now, Janique, and you're going for college, okay? What has it been like? What has the pressure been like, you know, from parents to teachers to just you as a young lady? What has the pressure been like for you, you know, getting ready for college, choosing the college, what has that been like for you? Well, um, being in the International Baccalaureate Program, the pressure has been extremely high. Um, But with that said, it's nothing that I can't handle. Um, Taking all these college classes in my senior year and having to prepare myself for all of these exams coming up and writing thesis papers and things like that, that's been very stressful. Alongside with, you know, taking all these standardized exams 
from both the state and then SAT and ACT and all that stuff too. So that, and then don't even get me started about the actual college application process, which is just absolutely grueling <laughs> along with FAFSA and CSS can, financial aid. Can you, you know, Janique, you know, um, Jay, I know you have some questions about this too. Can you take us through, you know, if you could just slow us down a little bit, like we heard you say SATs and ATTs. Can you explain, you know, because some of the people coming up, even in their 20s, they only have to do the SATs. What is an SAT, what is an AT, and what is an IB? Like you need to, the acronyms that you're sharing with us, people know what SATs are, but can you share with us what an IB is, and can you share with us oh. what that program is? Okay, well, the IB program is an international, it stands for International Baccalaureate Program. And um, so in this program, it's, it's like I said, it's international. So these, these, um, it's, these programs are found all over the world. And these, this program consists of uh, college-level classes, and they, of course, come along with some big projects like our extended essay which is a 4,000-word uh, thesis paper on whatever topic we choose. It comes with internal assessments and things like that for all of our different classes. And basically what the International Baccalaureate Program is about is teaching their students not what to think but how to think. And um, we do that a lot in our TOK class, which is Theory of Knowledge class. It's almost like a philosophy class. We talk about different things from, you know, what we're learning in school from math and psychology and all those things to ethics and morals and intuition and all those things like that. So it gives us a, a, a world view, a, gl a global view almost, which is something that I really appreciate from this program. But now can you tell us what you get? Why would someone want to be in the IB program? Why would someone even think that they'd want to get involved in the International Baccalaureate program? What do you get extra um, out of it? For me personally, being in this program I definitely think it has me college ready. I've spoken to some of my other peers who have graduated, and, I mean, college is, has been an easier experience for them uh, in comparison to students who haven't been in the IB program. Or, or, and so um, me personally, I like the fact that they, like I said, they teach us how to think, not what to think. And it's uh, very, what's the word? It's very open in that in the in the global view that they have. They are. I'm trying to find my words. I apologize. That's um, okay. But yeah, being so uh, aside from the fact that you're college ready, you get all of these college credits, and so you're like eligible to be a, a, to be starting college as a sophomore instead of a freshman. Um, the 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 classes themselves and the curriculum really is just outstanding. Got it. Well, Jay, do you have any questions for uh, Janique? Jay, did we lose you? Oh, no, I'm here. I just was. I'm just very. I just want her to know we're very proud here of her here at Listen Give. Just you students like you that are achieving. But my question, Gail, is, okay, you're getting ready to start college as a sophomore. 
Now, how did she make that happen? I don't know. Like, if the kid was coming out of high school, how could she be in the same position as you? Well, um, how how do how is it that we are take? How is it that I'll be a sophomore standing? Yeah, well, how did you get and, the opportunity? Did you have to maintain good grades, or you had to do something, give a teacher an apple every day, or how did you get <laughs> in that position? <laughs> well, in like in the IB in the IB program, um, from I think freshman year, yes, from freshman year, we're taking college level classes. Uh, both a, uh, we start AP exams and things like that, which are advanced placement, um, and those are college level classes. So you get college credit for taking the class, and then after, if you pass the exam with a high enough score, then you will get the college credit. Later on, you'll start your IB curriculum your junior and senior year, and um, with that again, it's similar to AP, except there's some differences in curriculum. Um, But basically, like I said, you take the classes. Uh, These are just advanced classes. You take the classes and you uh, do well in the exams, and then you can get college credit from that. Oh, okay. So were you you this type of exceptional student all your life, or did you just start, like when you got to high school, you said, I'm going to set my game up and I'm going to try to graduate and get to college early. Is that, what type of attitude did you have to, you know? With my mother being Caribbean and my father being very, uh, <laughs> being, uh, very behind education and, uh, excelling in that they, they pushed me to, um, to want, uh, the best for myself. And that's something that I strive for every day. When, unlike a lot of the students that are in, uh, in the IB program, I didn't start out in a magnet program or anything like that. I was in just regular, you know, public school, no special program, just, you know, coasting almost because I'm not going to lie. Today, I, today, even today, I have, I'm really bad about procrastinating and just doing the work. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry? No, I, I just chuckled. I said, you're right. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't in a magnet program or anything like that from middle school or elementary school or anything like that. What like unlike a lot of the students that are in the IB program. But my mother pushed me and my father pushed me to do the program. So because they believed that it would make me college ready. And you know wow. I'm really happy that they did because I I definitely feel as though that I am college ready. Uh, I've learned a lot here being in this program, like, not outside of curriculum, just who I am as a person. I definitely have to attribute that to to this program. And I'm you know, glad, my point is, I'm glad that you mentioned your mom and father were very instrumental, you know, and I, I just wanted to say that real quick. Most kids, you know, they never say, my mom or my dad, me, 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 but pick up your mom and your dad. Well, you know, I, I understand, Janique, I, I that it's your mom and dad um, opened you up in your family to having, basically, you were raised by, like, a village. Mm-hmm. I was, I was. I I really have to, I, I was raised by a village. I really have to thank all of my family members. It's not just my, not just my mom and dad that were instrumental in uh, pushing me. My from my aunt, <laughs> my aunt Gail. She she pushes me. You push me every day. <laughs> my my grandmothers. 
both of them, they push me every day. My other aunts, they push me every day to just and be, some you of, know, 100% my best. And who are some of those aunts that have pushed you as well? Who are the other aunts? My aunt, Alex, my aunt Alexandria and my aunt Giovanna and, uh, you know, my uncle Hadari. They all, they, I was, I have an amazing support group. And I'm truly blessed because I don't know, I honestly don't know what I would, who I would be or what I would be without them. Well, you know, and that's, and that's great to hear because, you know, Jay, so often we don't. You know, one of the things we want to ask you, you know, we have like a couple more questions because we know you have to get off like in about eight to ten minutes. Am I right, Janique? Uh, yeah, lunch ends at 12.50. <laughs> the, the questions we have for you, you know, one of the things I want to know, you shared with us about the IB program, but there are some things, Jay, that within the IB program, what it provides the students with. Now, I have three questions for you. The International Baccalaureate Program, um, is it an international program? Number two, tell Jay and I why it's so, it, it, the program's so great in what you graduate with and how it balances you out with the curriculum I think you have shared with Jay and I before, it's like 50 hours, 50 hours, 50 hours. Share that with our audience because Jay and I know about the International Baccalaureate Program, but many parents and students don't know about this. Tell us about what, you know, like what are the requirements of the IB program and what kind of uh, diploma you graduate with. Okay, so um, basically the the, inter, the International Baccalaureate Program is an international program. It is all over the world from their schools. Like when we take our exams in May, they will get sent to schools all over the world from like China to India, like all over the world. It's everywhere. And um, so the, what the International Baccalaureate Program was originally made for, I believe, is because um, – politicians would travel a lot and so they wanted their children to get the same education everywhere and so that's why that's why the international baccalaureate program was first got started um when i graduate i will graduate with an ib diploma if i pass all of my exams i have to get at least a four a minimum of four to pass all of my exams um there's like a you have to get like a 20 it's out of 24 points and you have to raise these 24 points along the way and each of the each of the tests the highest grade is like out, is a 7 i believe um so that's what i will graduate with what were your other questions the other question was that you you graduate with an ib diploma that speaks to like you have to have 50 hours of community service 50 hours i believe oh, yes, I, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I graduated with my IB diploma, and in order to do that, like I said, I have to pass all my exams with uh, high enough scores. I also have to uh, write creative hours, active hours, and service hours, and everybody fulfills their hours differently, but I, for me personally, I joined Leo Club, and I was a part of this really amazing group uh, called Express Yourself, which is I help children find their voice through creative writing. So I do that every Monday. And then for uh, creative hours, I, I play oboe, I sing, I do a lot of different things in the arts. I'm a thespian, so I act. And then for uh, active, I joined soccer again, and I did karate. So I did a lot of different things. And that's what that's really what IB is about. It's about get, getting yourself out there and being 
a good citizen in your community as well. It, the, I, what Ivy really does is make well-rounded students. Um, Jay? Yeah. Wow, this IV, this IV program is, 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 is wonderful. That they, they, They're working on a world level with different governments. And, I mean, people should really get into this. They've done such a great job with you. Um, oh, thank uh, you. To tell everybody, you can go to ivo.org and you can look up all the information that you're doing. And you have just, I just can't say enough, Gail. I mean, you know, what a wonderful listen, give, and Savoy ambassador we have. We're so proud of you. And ah, Thank so, you. So now, Jason, I know you had a, some specific questions for her. Yeah, I did. I had a couple of questions. So what is your a goal? What is your final goal? Okay, after you get your degree, what are you what are you trying to become and what are you trying to do? That's that's one of my questions. Well, if I'm one hundred percent honest with you, I I don't know. I'm what I'm <laughs> trying to do <laughs> I'm just trying to get into college, you know. <laughs> but um <laughs> Okay. But definitely where my passions lie are are the arts. Um However, I'm looking at the medical field right now. I'm looking at anesthesiology and, you know, maybe double and maybe doing a, a minor in music or a draw or theater and then doing a major in biology or something like that. I don't, I'm not really sure because I have a lot of aspirations. I do a lot um, outside of school. I don't know if any, I don't know if you've been informed, but like I, I, I make a lot of my own clothes. I, so I sew, I sing, I play oboe, I, you know, I do a lot. So there's, there's a lot of things that I, I want to do. And I'm kind of in a place where I want to do everything and nothing at the same time, like most kids my age, you know. <laughs> right. But, um, so yeah, right now I'm just really trying, uh, my top schools now are like NYU and FSU, Cornell, U.S. and things like that. And I've been, I got to U.S. and USF and, all these schools. So I'm, that's what I'm really trying to do now. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to go next for school. And what I'm really trying to do is just, you know, get my prereqs in and do get some extracurricular time to figure out exactly what it is I want to do in life afterwards. So your, so your education is really, really important, right? So basically now I want to, I want to get, I'll it down a little bit. Let's just go to the music side of you for a minute. You say you play oboe, right? You know, Jay, but Jay before we go there, there's something that we both want to catch here with her that I think is so important. You said that there there is something where your passions lie, and she talked about music. So I want to get there real quick because I know she doesn't have any time, a lot of time. So we've right. got to get to that oboe question for you because I think that's so important what you're about to ask. But I had a question for you, Janique. You know, being in this place, you don't know what you, you know where you are and what you want to do. Being on this journey with Listen, Give, and Savoy as a student ambassador, where where has it helped you to grow in these areas? I mean, I definitely believe that being being a part of this group and being and having my like I said my community my village raising me they tell me to you know to to keep asking myself these questions and to go and to you know be true to myself and go for what it is that I really want to because if I'm going to be 100% honest with you I know exactly what I want to do I want to perform however I have hang-ups where uh, it's a confidence thing for me. And so after I get over that, I think that I could, you know, be great. But 
So it's just really me kind of hiding behind my path, kind of in fear, hiding behind what I really want to do. And because I am, I do pretty well in school and in academia and things like that, that like I want to, that maybe I might pursue something in the medical field. Well, you know, you just did something where Jay Logan is a producer and he just worked with his daughter on something. So you may have just put yourself in a bind with Jay because now that he heard you hiding behind your passion, you might be in trouble with Jay. Am I right, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You might be in trouble a little bit because he might send you some emails and stuff to really have you really be straight with yourself and really go for your passions. You don't know what Jay might say to you. (laughs) And you pretty much just told about 110 countries what you wanted to do. (laughs) So I don't think you have too much of a choice, Jay. Jay, go ahead with your question because this is so perfect right now, your question. (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted to know, uh, are you a first oboe or a second, or do you play the main part to do... You um, do the back, back. Both people are important. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted to know what you said. <laughs> well, um, I am no longer a part of e of the band at my school. I decided to pick up chorus this year because I'm, you know, singing was first and foremost what I wanted to do. I only picked up oboe so I could figure out, you know, how to read music because at my old school they didn't have a chorus or anything. <laughs> that so I've so I've been playing oboe for seven years I got really good at it and ever since then I've been I've always been first chair so wow yay <laughs> so, <laughs> now, now, when people don't live Gail was, was extraordinary music learning she said something very smart I learned how to read music let me tell you why you learn how to read music everybody it's not the fact that you want to be able to read everything it's so you can communicate with the rest of the world. Music is a language. It's not just something you just play. Most young people don't understand that, oh, it's just something we play and everybody can see me. My friends are looking at me. No. If you cannot talk any other language, those notes on that paper, you can talk to other musicians just using those notes, no matter which country, Russia, you know, anywhere, anywhere around the world, Australia. Well, you know, so that's great that and, you're doing that. And you know what's so funny, Jay? I learned to read music notes as well when I played violin because I'm a former violinist, so I had to learn to read my notes. They didn't have a just play. We had to read notes, and we had to read sheet music. So, you know, that's, I'm glad to know, Janine, that that's something that you're being taught. I want to ask you what it's been like as a, a um, two last questions to you, Janine, right around what Jay just said. One, what was it like to do a PSA and work with Aziza Bala Uzman this summer with Alicia Keys? on the project that you did with us. And the second thing is, do you feel that the media, society, and adults put too much pressure on you today that you are the leaders of tomorrow rather than just letting a young person have their journey? Um, so, okay, with the Hadiza Bala Uzin, uh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of things going on because the bell's just rung and class has to start soon, so I'll try and uh, answer quickly. But um, with the Hidizabala Uzman uh, work that I did, uh, it was very, it was very fun and very insightful. Uh, I got to, you know, speak on my views about about the whole entire situation. Um, what was your second question? I'm so sorry. And the, the second question, very quickly, is: Do you feel that society, the news, and the media, and 
you know, just adults in general place too much pressure on kids to be the leaders of tomorrow rather than just letting them have their own journey? You know, that's a really tricky question because me personally, I do believe that we are the future. And uh, a part of me wants to say there's never too much pressure, but I feel as though there's a lot of pressure on youth for, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things, but I wouldn't necessarily say that because we are the, that the pressure is because we are the future. I think there's a lot of pressure from other things that we get from social media, like body image and, you know, other, and other things like that. But to be the future, I I don't know, not necessarily. And I, and I don't think, I think pressure definitely, pressure could definitely be a, a pot, something positive. I mean, I, I get, like I said, I'm pushed every day, but, you know, I, it's made me who I am today. It's gotten me where I am today, and I, you know, I don't know where I would be without that pressure. And, Jen, you have one last question for her because she has to go. Um, no, I don't have any more last questions, but I want her back on the show. She's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Well, thank so, you. Jen, so, Janique, will you join us maybe within the next coming two weeks? so that we can get into some more about the music side of things with you. Oh, of course. Just okay. let me know. <laughs> no problem. So we're so happy to have you on the show, and now we're going to let you run to class so you don't get in trouble. Great. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jay, it was such an amazing thing to have her on the show. Right. I think that's great that we had her on the show a view of our show, Listen Gift here, and it, it gives it from the kids' side of the point, point of view. You know what I'm saying? So it that's does. Just, I mean, we exactly. Because Listen Give and Savoy, this is what we're about, is pushing kids to be the best they can, but not pushing them because, you know, they need to, to force them to do something. When you're, when you're kids, you want, like she said, she wants to do so many different things. You know, but what I love with her honesty is that she, you know, um, I think she kind of wanted to say that she was hiding behind her passion to push herself. I'm going to make that guess. You know what I mean? Because um, I think that's important that she said she wants to sing. And, you know, what did you find interesting about what she had to say? Well, she came to the right, first of all, yeah, she came to the right people, me and you. She wants to sing. We need to get her. <laughs> we'll put a lot of pressure on her. She's worried about that pressure. No, I'm just playing. But, yeah, yeah you, I think um, you should do your passion. You know, we, I mean, people should do what they love. Life is full of moments, and you should do what you love. But you still, like Gail, you always say, you can't lose track of your education. Because there's you always that, that little, yeah, because it's always that little thing. What if, that what if there? And if you can yes. get into the colleges, and she's going to go far. I mean, she's got all the ambition and smart. That's why she's representing Listen Give and the rest of the kids. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, so, but we can't forget I, she's representing Savoy. She's representing Savoy too. So, you know, th- these are important. All of these kids are re- representing Listen Give and Savoy. You've got the right. Filipino chapter right now that's over in there for all violence on youth. You know. This, these things are important. We think that this is a joke, and, you know, a lot of people are, like, just into the youth as a game. Like, oh, that's the nouveau thing, the youth. But that's not what it's about. This right. is, you know, th- this is very serious. 
Janine Brown is representing Listen, Give, and Savoy as a, a Listen, and Give, and Savoy ambassador with the U.N. We, you know, you have a Savoy chapter in the Philippines. Those youth are representing Savoy and indirectly Listen, Give. These youth, they're taking it seriously where some of the adults are not. It's, it's, it's like for the adults, it's just, well, nouveau, youth are our future, so let them lead the way. You know, kind of that song that's out there. So right. It's like, you know, it's nouveau. I can make some money off of it. I don't want to be forgotten as an adult. That's what we, for me, that's what I'm seeing a lot of, you know. Whereas these right. students, these students want adults like us to believe in them. You, you right. heard her say that, you know, she's all, you know, she can be all over the place, but at the same time she's grateful that she's been raised by a village. Your daughter's been raised by a village. What I mean, what we're hearing is no matter how much teens may say, teenagers may say, our parents, our aunts, our uncles, our mentors, our teachers get on our nerves, you heard her say, that she was so happy to have that. That's what's important. You know, what are your thoughts on right. that, Jay? I mean, that's um, it's good because a lot of kids, they get caught up in other things. Um, their interests go in different directions. The parents have to be behind you to make themselves part of your vision. It, it can't work. If, you, if they don't have any guidance, you know, they're not, being, they're not going to guide themselves. Pretty much <laughs> with the them. So you know, it's great that she has parents like that. And then the ambition and the energy that she has is that of the same flavor of both parents because they put they push that and they expect that out of her, and she expects to uh, make her parents happy. That means something. When that well, stops yes. meaning something. Hmm? Well, my question so when that is, Jay, stops, how did, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. When that stops meaning something, go ahead. Well, no, no, I, I just was going to say, you know, if the kid the kid has to care. That's basically what I'm trying to say. The kid has to want her. You can't push him. You can't force him. You, you can just be there for him and just feed him. Feed him. Keep feeding him the information that they need to get to get better, you know. So that's what I'm just saying. Well, what about you as a parent, Jay? You are a parent yourself, okay? What, as a parent, you know, because you are in it, you know, you can't see from someone's, you can't see from where someone is, you know. I am an aunt, I am a mentor, I've helped raise, you know, my nieces and raise others. But as a parent yourself, what do you see the mistakes that other parents sometimes make? Not being there because the world is so busy. And I've made that mistake too. We make it. We're not there enough, you know. Well, I mean, you can be there physically. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being part of their reality. Once you step out and you get out of the reality, then you let everybody else and all these other uh, entities come in and change your child's viewpoint. And it's very hard in this technical world where everything, everybody wants it now. I want to do this now. I want to use it. Call me on your cell phone now. Answer your phone now. Do this now, now. Everything is now. And then you're still trying to raise this child as parents. It's very hard because you have to work. You have to bring money home. You've got to pay the mortgage. You've got to bring food. And all those things take time. So, but find the time for your kid. Find the moment for your kid. 
so important to find that moment and find those moments. Be part of their educational process and part of their lives. And uh, you won't regret it, right, Dale? (laughs) That's for sure. No, you know, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Wow. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. This is a, a big blessing because I think that it is so important. You know, you are an amazing parent. I mean, you know, you can say what you want, Jay, but you've always, I've known you for a long time, and you, you're an amazing parent. And that's so important. You know what I mean? That is just so, so important. Very important. So important. You are one of the most amazing parents that I've seen, and I just want to acknowledge you is that you do whatever it takes to make sure um, your, your daughter feels loved, that your daughter feels connected. And I think, I just have to tell you, I think that's so beautiful. So beautiful. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, yeah. And you, that's wonderful. No, you are. You know, um, to my audience, I just want them to know that I'm speaking for myself here and Jay. The heart that we're going to leave on this note, I think that the heart that both Jay and I have, you want to know about who we are. We're very strong people, but we're also very loving people. And I think that we both give our heart. I think that Jay Logan is one of the best people I know um, as a father, as a husband, as a as a human being. I think that I'm one of the best people I know as a wife, as a sister, as an aunt that I know. And it's not coming from the main point of view. We both True. have a higher True. power that we believe in, and we work hard, we make our mistakes. But if you want to know who Jay and I are, we're people that who are authentic and that you can trust and that we're always going to be straightforward with you in different ways, in our own personalities. But that's who Jay and Gail are, and that's who leads Listen, Give, and Savoy, or Savoy and Listen, Give, however you want to put it. That's who we are. We're leaders of the world. And Jay and I had to even come to own that ourselves because we're so used to giving other people that what we're teaching the kids is to own who they are and own their leadership in the world. It starts with Jay and I. And, you know, we just want to share with you that we own our leadership of who we are and we know the power that we are. We know the power that each and every person in the world is. So you out there are the change that we want to see. So we want you to check us out. We want you to go to facebook.com forward slash listen give. We want you to go to facebook.com forward slash Savoy org. Okay? We want you to know our websites will be up shortly. We are revamping. It will be stopallviolenceonyouth.org and com and listengive.org and com. We will have that up shortly, within the next week or two. And we want you to really come and support us because in your support of us, you're not supporting Jay and I. Okay, Jay and I are going to do what we need to do. What you are supporting is our support of others. And you always need a village to support the world. So with that, Jay, is there any last words that you would like to say before we leave today? Uh, you said it all, Gail, and you definitely need a village to support the world. And, and what, what's interesting that you said, you will be supporting the world if you support, and that is, the world. 
So next week we have a show that you don't want to miss. If you thought you heard about flying cars last week, you have no idea what's coming next week. Jay has talked about an article that Jay was sorry we didn't get to today, and we're going to share that next week with you about robots doing the mundane task and what that means for us. So, Jay, as usual, we're going to go out with your group, Patent Leather, and we're going to do this time, I Want Your Number. All right.